You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. on his uh, audio issue. I'll, I'll say hello to everybody. This was unexpected. <laughs> we were just working a second ago. <laughs> ah, the glory of technology. Sometimes things just don't pan out. There we go. We can hear you now. Ah, there we go. Ah, good morning and hello, kids. <laughs> Turn it up a bit. Turn it up a bit. Okay, let's see. Hold on. Uh, we just did a sound all right. check. Oh, that's too loud. I'm down on touch. That's too loud. <laughs> okay, Let's one, see. two. There we go. Yeah, that's good. We can live with Hello? that. It was funny because we just did a sound check not two seconds before uh, really? before I ran the credits, and then all of a sudden, everything decided to go sideways at the very at the very last second. <laughs> Here, here, here's a description. Here's, here's how our morning is starting. Like, I got a video for you to describe our morning. Hang on, let me, let me pull it up. I think this is the perfect fitting description of our morning thus far, and, and hopefully the rest of the day won't go like this. But uh, let me just uh, show you this video because I think it, it really describes how things just went. Let's see here. I'll just uh, press play, and uh, it started out, and oh, oh, it's collapsing. Oh, it's collapsing. Oh, well, it's slowly collapsing. <laughs> That's how our day has started. <laughs> right. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. I guess that's right. I'm. Um. You'll have to uh, give me a little latitude, dear kids. Uh, I've had food poisoning all night. Oh no. Yeah. Oh. It woke me up actually around two something in the morning. I thought, you know, okay, I just, you know, need to let out a little gas and. Turns out that was not gas. So <laughs> had to see the porcelain god, did you? Oh yes. Bowed down. Yes, just had a very, very personal conversation with Ralph. Mm, well, I'm gonna start it off. <laughs> so uh, Le Morning Pour. Mm, fresh hot coffee. Get my day started uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> all these uh, yes yes i'm on standby for the morning pour indeed yes thank you guys uh yeah i'm um the tummy's a little shaky this morning and i'm supposed to be going into a workshop where we're going to be doing a whole bunch of movement and jumping around and stuff all day long which is really not appealing at the moment 
<laughs> I feel like a soda can. I really don't want to be jumping up and down. <laughs> Ooh, that doesn't sound oh, good at all. It doesn't. Well, it's not. It's not. I'm not at my best. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Do you have some? Um, I, I guess I should finish the intro, right? Uh, today, sure. recording day is uh, Wednesday, April 26, 2023, and it is a gray day here at uh, the Ottawa Beaver Lodge. Uh, hi, I'm your host, the Eager Beaver, pronouns he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver, eh? And as always, is uh, with me is my companion, Mr. Grizzly, and uh, right behind me, of course, uh, my supervisor, Alistair McBear, making sure that uh, I'm doing the job right. Uh, he uh, runs a very tight ship, you know, but uh, the benefits are good, so lots of cool. cuddles. So, yeah. yeah. Um, thank you to our sponsors, the Peppermaster, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing and CanadianTarot.com. And before we go any further, uh, even though I'm not at my best, uh, how are you feeling, Mr. Grizzly? How's your mental health today? You know, that, that, that this, it's a good question, Mr. Beaver. First off, good morning, now that we've gotten all of our technical stuff out of the way. Um, <laughs> I, I'm feeling pretty good this morning, and and I don't know why and i say that because i didn't have the best sleep i went to bed my usual hour okay fell asleep but i i weird um vivid nightmares that had me waking up tense and in a sweat several times mm-hmm. um yeah so i don't know I, do, I i wouldn't say i slept well but i feel great so I, I don't you know sometimes things are just inexplicable i'm gonna leave it at that i feel great let's run with it you know, right. let's not right. question why. Let's just yes. go, right? Go with go with how you feel. Exactly. When you feel why good, not? enjoy it. Enjoy it. Relish in it. Absorb it. Spread it around. But, you know, carefully spread it around. Make sure you get all the edges of the bread. <laughs> you don't want to have a big dollop right in the middle. <laughs> we got to be, you know, we need to spread it liberally, 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 not conservatively, liberally, apply liberally. liberally. Yes. Liberally spread the joy. <laughs> I've got, I've got a, I've got a, something that just came across my feed. Uh, it, it was from last night and I missed it last night and I just caught it this morning. Um, and I may have a bit of an explanation for everybody as to why, as to why Tucker Carlson was released so unexpectedly and suddenly yes more and more seems to come out yeah well i'm going to put this on the screen this is an on ops united who posted this on twitter um and i'm going to read it to everybody it says anonymous um an on ops united two on twitter you wanted a bombshell hashtag tucker carlson who spent decades framing hashtag lgbtq plus as groomers in quotation marks, name-checking Harvey Milk's assassin in his yearbook and whipping up panic against hashtag trans people has a thing for 14-year-old girls. From Abby Grossberg versus Fox News. March 2019, an audio clip of Mr. Carlson emerged in which he says, A, arranged marriages between adults and children are, in quotation, not the same thing exactly as pulling a child from a bus stop and sexually assaulting that child. The rapist in this case has made a lifelong commitment to live and take care of the person. So it's a little different. And B, sex workers are, in quotation marks, slutty and pathetic. And C, women are, in quotation marks, extremely primitive. They're basic. They're not that hard to understand. And D, in response to a story about girls at his 14-year-old daughter's boarding school experimenting sexually with each other, Mr. Carlson opined, if it weren't my daughter, I would love that scenario. You sick, twisted. He's going to, he's going to pay for that one. Oh boy, is he going to pay for that one. Let's just say he FO'd and he's really about to, FA'd? And now he's really about to FO because man, oh man, Ooh. people are going to be all over that one. And his Ooh. conservative base of racist white supremacists, a lot of them do not take kindly to that kind of talk. Now, some of them are very much into it, as we've seen lately when they say it's not trans, uh, uh, not tra- sorry, not uh, drag queens who are grooming children. It is 
pastors, conservative members, police. We've seen all this. It's yes. this is not news. We know but, this. It, but when it's the pastors and all that kind of stuff, then they're quite okay with uh, child marriage. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're quite okay. He is going to pay it, for this one dearly from both sides. From both I like, sides. I I, I like <laughs> quotation marks. Quotes there. I like the. Uh, in this case, the rapist has made a lifelong commitment, a lifelong commitment to raping one single person. What a so, twisted uh, individual. Is a monogamous rapist? So it's better then? Yeah. Like, so like the guy in the, you know, we were talking about the movie Room the other day, right? So mm-hmm, the guy mm-hmm. in Room is, well, you know, he lodged them and fed them, so. Yeah, yeah. Um. So you know who else used to lodge and feed people about 150 years ago? <sighs> Slave owners. Mm. Come on, come on. Oh, and he's actually tried yes. to defend slavery by saying, oh, yeah, well, yes, you know, they, they, got, they, were, they got free room and board. Free room and board. They were, they were well taken care of. Yes. Yes. They well, were allowed they, to. No, they were owned by another human being. There's nothing in that scenario that's good. Nothing. Not a single thing. Yep. I think they could have probably fended for themselves if they weren't owned by another human being. Okay. You see, what I had heard about the Tucker Carlson thing <laughs> wasn't that. It was that uh, um, one of the reasons that Fox decided that it was well worth it for them to pay $787,500,000 mm-hmm. uh, was because there were a whole bunch of other communications involving fucker Narlson, um, in which he disparaged the company. Oh, interesting. Well, it's all Mm -hmm. coming out in the light. It seems that maybe uh, Tucker thought he might be a little too big for Fox. Mm. Mold doesn't grow in the sunshine, does it? Yeah, and I'm just thinking of all the the, the former Fox guys, the O'Reilly and Beck and mm-hmm. Gretchen and Megan. Mm-hmm. Where are they now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they're they're swimming Fox in is pools powerful of money. on its own. Yeah, they're pools. They're pools of money. I mean, like the United States has like 380 million, 360 million people. You write a book that three thirty. You write a book that five percent of the population would want to read. Mm-hmm. You're going to make money. You're going to make a lot of money. So, uh, you know, yes, I mean, the, they'll keep on living. But without Fox, none of these people were able to get themselves a platform that was anywhere near as big as they had at their prime and their peak, even though they're still with selling ex- books and doing on the conference tour and selling bumper stickers and stuff. With the exception of Megan Kelly, who had a short-lived term on NBC. Yep, but... Uh, until she went about, oh, no, it's okay to go wear blackface. Like, oh, what? Yeah. No, you're gone. Yeah. Bye. They were given chances. Oh, yeah, yeah, multiple chances. But they were just they just weren't able to bring their following. No, no. They stayed with Fox because it's not the personality. Yeah. Well, it's Tucker's about to get his comeuppance, and I am I am here for it. Like, get, mm. get the popcorn, kids. Get the wieners. Let's, let's have a weenie roast and some popcorn. We'll make s'mores. We'll drink whiskey and Guinness. We'll drink coffee. We'll, we'll, hell, we'll dance a jig because this is going to be sweet. Yeah. This is going to be so sweet. Now, it's, look, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take some time, but he's about to get his. Mm-hmm. I see um, uh, from my... Uh, uh, getting sauced the podcast hello dear friend how are you if murdoch was smart he'd pay out carlson's contract over the prescribed time apparently they paid 20 million dollars oh yeah yeah they were uh apparently in discussions to uh, renew his contract up to 2029 oh. when he said last friday um that he'd see everybody again on monday Oops. Maybe in his dreams. <laughs> ah, Bye. yes. We have our our friend, uh, our our friend Kit, your old pal Jake here. On it. Oh, so yes, uh, yes. we need to have you on, dear friend, uh, because there's lots going on. <laughs> well, let's, and let's, we need our American friends to come and let, talk to us. <laughs> let's see, uh, Jake, if you, if you're free Friday morning, because I work from home on Fridays, so you know, you know. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I was in the office on Monday this week, but I'm in the office, so we've only got about you know 45 minutes roughly. Uh, but Friday, we can go for a couple hours. So if you are free Friday morning, good sir, please 
join us. We'll 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 have a we'll have a healthy, hearty, happy conversation about this. Mm-hmm. And there's lots going on, right? Because the E.G. Oh, yes. Carroll case is going on, and Fonnie Willis, Willis down in Georgia has stated that uh, she already has some charging decisions made, but uh, things are going to be announced between uh, in the next session of court that starts uh, July 11th and ends around September 14th. So we'll probably be finding something out more there. Mm. And I mean, meanwhile, in the background, they are still looking into the inauguration committee. And uh, yes, and there are things going on in other states, um, civil and, you know, criminal. So it's, uh, and not only for him, but for a lot of his friends as well. And the Supreme Court uh, seemed like it was temporarily chastened on uh, trying to ban the abortion pill coast to coast to coast. Uh, I mean, they're still going to try at it later, but uh, of course, it seems a little hot now. So they decided to uh, (laughs) uh, take their foot off the gas and uh, a Supreme Court justice has just casually sidestepped an investigation to come to speak to Congress about ethics at the Supreme Court. Mm. Mm. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah, we we need to have you on, Jake. (laughs) Friday morning, my good sir. uh, We'll connect on that. And and while all this is going on, (laughs) President Biden announced that he's going to be running again. (laughs) Which was unexpected. Um, Honestly, I did not see that coming. You didn't? I, I really didn't. No, no, because I mean, of you know, because of his age and I yeah. thought I thought he was gonna hand the reins over to Kamala Harris, but guess not. Guess not. Yeah. But he's he's you know what, for for all the scrutiny that he's faced and all this stupidity that is thrown at him, he's accomplished a hell of a lot. I know, and his, they keep on his tenure. And they keep on trying to talk about his age. It's like, dude, have you seen what he what he's just accomplished? Yeah. Which, which one of, so, so who would be his, theoretically, who would be his big opponent? Let's say hypothetically Trump. Trump, who is addicted to Adderall, wears a diaper, needs, didn't start work until noon. Did you know that when he was the president, he did Uh, not come down to the office until noon every day. He had executive time in the morning. Basically, he had to get somebody in to spray tan him, fix whatever that thing is that lives on his head and change his diaper. (laughs) <laughs> Noel Kassler, if you follow Noel Kassler at Noel Kassler Comedy on Twitter, he worked with Trump on The Apprentice. He's he's letting all the dirt out. He knows where all the bodies are buried. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he just puts out little tidbits and it, it quickly sort of disappears and Trump never challenges anything he says. That's telling. Mm, indeed, indeed. I have, um, I have something else here for you. I'm sure you probably are aware of this, sir. I didn't get a chance to talk to you about this, but this is uh, two things that provincial premiers are doing right now with our money. Okay. So the first one, I'm going to put this on the screen. I'll read it out for the, the kids who are listening. And, and one is with Daniel Smith and the other is Doug Ford. So let me just pull this up right now. So what's happening? Well, Daniel Smith just bought Calgary votes with $330 million of Calgary's money. Quite the trick. And Doug Ford just bought himself what will amount to be a private police force because the kids he's paying tuition for and dropping education requirements will know that they owe him their jobs and their pay. Yeah. Let's get into that with Danielle first, shall we, sir? Are you aware? Did did you read about that? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I, I, I watched uh, the the Edmonton uh, hockey game last night. I didn't get to see uh, it. Oh, was it good? It was, I, I was so tired. Uh, I had to go to bed. Yeah. It was. There was no doubt that Edmonton was winning that match all the yeah. way through. All what the way. The final score. I did like. I haven't even checked the headlines. The sports. I headlines. believe six three, if I oh, remember nice. correctly. Nice. And uh, even though LA kept on trying to close the gap, uh, Edmonton never let them. They just kept on scoring another goal. And what's the, uh, what's the, that series is what, three to one for Edmonton right now? Uh, three, two now. Three, two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They were trailing two to one when they did that, uh, three goal come from behind four goals in a row. Oh, wow. So in the last, in the, in the, the last 13 goals have been 10 to three for the Oilers. Wow. That, well, Connor McDavid. All right. That's it. We're winning this. <laughs> Guys, get on my back. I, I, I'm taking this. <laughs> It was dry sidle in that match uh, oh, yeah. two days ago. Well, I mean, they're, they're yeah, a great they team. Did all the lifting, yeah. 
Speaking of NHL, I learned an interesting fact uh, just the other day watching a documentary. I didn't know this. You know, the last time an all can a team of all Canadian players won the Stanley Cup was just all one hundred percent Canadian players on the oh, team. Nineteen twenties? No, 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 no. Nineteen seventy four. The Philadelphia oh, Flyers. Really? Because oh, after that, that, after that is when when uh, Swedish players started joining the league, and then players from the Czech Republic, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, last time That's it was a one hundred percent Canadian team. Now, and I don't mean a Canadian franchise. I mean a yeah. team of Canadian players. Yeah, I remember the Stasny brothers from the Nord- the Nordiques. That's right, the Nordiques, the Stasnys. They were the first guys really to come over and 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 uh, well, Aborier Salmi. Right. He, yep. the, may he rest in peace. The yes. legendary Leaf, who was um, a force to be reckoned with on the yes. ice. Great hockey player and a solid guy all around. I remember that 77 Leafs team that were, um, they, they, they beat the Islanders in overtime and then went on to play Montreal in the semifinals. Lost to Montreal. Montreal went on to win the Stanley Cup that year. And that was the, the closest Toronto had been since 67. It was a 10-year gap. Well, they haven't been to the final since 1967. 93 was the next time they were close. They were literally one goal away from going to the finals. LA mm-hmm. beat them. Right. I, I don't I, I don't think they've got what it takes with this team to get to the finals, to be honest with you. They might even actually make it out of this round. I don't think they'll make it to the finals. But let's mm-hmm. talk about that $330 million that Tanner exactly. Smith. Because right. what was that for? Because that's for right? the other Alberta team. Exactly. Calgary. Right. That's for the rink that Mayor Nasheed Nenshi said, we're not spending tax dollars on a for-profit, for-profit enterprise. We're not yep. doing that. And I'm like, I agree with you, sir. I mean, how are you going to explain to some, to a single mother who's barely making ends meets that we just gave $330 million to a bunch of billionaires so that they can build a new rink mm-hmm. uh, where I can never afford to set foot in to watch a game? Mm-hmm. How do you explain that to a single parent? I say a single mother. Let's say single parent because there are single fathers out there too. There are. I live right next door to one. There you go. So a single parent, uh, which, which you know, one income and, and is trying to raise a child and probably having, even if you're making six figures, six, $100,000 today is not what it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's middle class today. It's not upper middle class. It's middle class. And it's just like the line in Ottawa, again, is 87,000. So that's mm-hmm. only a difference of $13,000 from 100 to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So 100,000, yes, it is a comfortable living. But if you have a child and a mortgage, you're making ends meet. Yep. Right? So yep. now you're going to tell somebody who's just making ends meet, we're giving all this money to a bunch of wealthy billionaires so that they can have a new house for their their little toy that they play with. It's a new dollhouse. Mm-hmm. That's effectively what it is. Here's a dollhouse for your toys. Because yeah. to these billionaires, a hockey team is just a toy to them. It's yeah. just a play thing. Now, I think they're calling it some type of don't remember the word they used, but a center. Uh, so not just a skating rink. There's going to be an additional rink there, community rink, and I guess that would be a practice or a warm-up rink for the teams and stuff. Um, and there might be a couple of other things. Maybe it'll be able to convert as an exposition center. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. It didn't just sound like arena. Well, it's not just a rink. Yeah, well, it's yeah. all of them today will have like convention hall space. They'll have a hotel. It's like... What they did here in Ottawa with Lansdowne Park, there's, there's right. a retail outlet, a retail element, a food and beverage element, a theater element, a concert hall element, residential element. You have to build all of that in. That is the model for building right. uh, sports venues in North America now. Uh, yeah. You know, build it, build it where it's easy for people to get to, build it where it has a million other amenities. So after the game lets out, you stick around. Because look, the rink here in Canada, it's, it's a nice rink. I've been there mm-hmm. hundreds of times, seen concerts, I've seen shows, I've seen many, many hockey games. But when the game has ended, I just, you might go downstairs and have a beer or yeah. you might just pack up and get the hell out of there because you're 45 minutes from anywhere yeah. because you're out in the middle of a farmer's field. It was yeah. a farmer's field at one point. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what they're looking at doing in Calgary. And I get it. It makes sense. But why are we spending taxpayer dollars on a private for-profit enterprise just like Dougie Ford does here with private for-profit healthcare. 
Yeah. Well, we're spending a lot of money because the city of Calgary is putting in about three hundred million, but the province and the feds are putting in over five hundred million each as well. So one point five billion. One close, maybe around one point four. Maybe one point four billion. Sorry, one point four. Yep. My, my math yep. wasn't mathing there. One point four billion dollars to build a for-profit. No, I'm not cool with that. I'm not. I'm not cool with it. Well, we'll generate jobs. You'll generate a ton of construction jobs for about a year or two. And then service You'll, industry jobs that are temporary. Temporary. And, and not, not, temp- not temporary, but partial. Partial. That's right. Because you don't work 40 hours a week uh, when you're serving drinks at a rink for, because you're not, the rink is not running 24-7. Nor 365 days. That's right. There, there are two arenas in North America that are booked year-round and are closed two days a year. Do you know which rinks they are? Madison Square Garden, I would guess. That's the first one, yes. And that's an easy one. That is the right. busiest, it's, it's the busiest uh, venue on earth. It's yeah. One day a year, it's not booked. You know what day that is? Uh, Christmas Day? Yeah. That's the one day a year it's not booked. It's the one day a year it's actually closed. One day a year. The other okay. one, Los Angeles, where the Kings play. The Staples Center? Yes. Ah. Yeah. yeah. That is booked 364 days a year. It's only closed on Christmas Day. That's it. Uh, my guess was, would have been, mine would have, my guess for LA would have been the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion where they host the Oscars, but it's, but it's not. The Staples, Staples Center makes more sense. Right. Because you can have, you know, basketball, hockey, dirt bike. There's just so much more you can do with it. Yeah. And you got to remember where the Staples Center is in downtown LA. Like it's, it's right, you know, it's in a big hub of things. So mm. you, you can pour outside and then go to the pub, go to the, you know, th- there's a ton of things to do. So this is the new thing. It's an entertainment complex. Right. Now let's, let's discuss Dougie Ford and what he's done with uh, tuition for a police college. Uh, he's doing something similar that, um, well, the tuition thing is, is not bad. It's the rest. I agree with the tuition thing. I completely agree with it. It's $15,450 for a three-month course. Holy crap. Mm. That's expensive. Well, you know what? We should be funding that. Now, the concern here is that, that they're waiving the uh, post-secondary education requirement to become a police officer. And yeah. I have... I'm, I'm, I'm split on this one, right? I'm split on this one. I think it's important that we have people with post-secondary education in those positions. However, if you're just a, 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 you know, a kid from meager means and you would like to work in law enforcement, you would like to make a difference in your community, but you can't afford to go to university and then police college. Well, that looked 15,000. I can't afford that either. So now you have the opportunity to become a peace officer. <sighs> You'd see where I'm going. It's like we're giving opportunities to people who wouldn't otherwise have them. But at the same token, I'd like to see their education. Maybe, maybe we could write a contract where within the first five years, okay, so we're going to pay for your tuition at police college. You get a job as a police officer and Within the first, you have a five-year contract, and at the end of that five-year contract, you need to increase your education in order to be rehired, kind of like remustered in the military, right? You okay? You, you got a five-year contract in the military. Oh. At the end of that five-year contract, you remuster, you go back for trades training or officer cadet, tra- whatever the case may be. I think that would be the the, the pathway to do it. Now. I, I, you know, Doug, somebody says, well, what do you expect from a high school dropout? He didn't drop out of high school. And I, I get upset with people when they say that. Look, I can't stand the man. I can't stand him. But he graduated high school. He dropped out of college. There's a difference. And the difference is important. I think we need to, we need to pay attention to that. And I think giving uh, young people in the province of Ontario an opportunity to pursue a career that they maybe have always wanted to do but couldn't otherwise because of the financial barricades Waiving the tuition, I think, is a good thing. I don't know how I feel about, you know, like I said, the, the, the no post-secondary education requirement. Did, did you know yeah. the OPP? OPP, you only need uh, grade 12 or equivalency to join the OPP. It's been like that for decades. Mm-hmm. The, the Ontario yeah. Provincial Police, for those of you who are in different parts of the country and didn't know what I, the OPP was, I'm not talking about naughty by nature. <laughs> yeah, you know me. Down with OPP. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that seems to be um, a thing that's going on because in Alberta, 
they're doing the same thing with regard to EMS teams, um, where they're, uh, they have rules, like, for example, depending on the severity of the case, they have three levels of emergency responders. Um, and, you know, one level is for the absolute, like, major things, you know, like your heart's about to explode or something, right? And uh, there's rules about the people that can be on the team for those types of cases as well. And it seems that uh, in some of the cases, uh, in order to, I guess, increase those types of services, they're allowing people with much less training, like a Mm -hmm. few weeks training as opposed to 15 weeks training, be in the main room still with uh, someone that has the highest level of training. Right. But from the assistants that will be there for that have lower levels of training, they're allowing, they're, they're, I mean, they're really lowering. Mm-hmm. Really the lowering. Yeah. And but, now it's two people instead of one, I think, or something. But I mean, they still, you know, just the people that are in the main positions have mm-hmm two years extra education, two or three years extra education. The people that are in the second tier have about a 15-week training course. The people that are just doing basic clavier things, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that allowing people that have just the first aid with basic things into the room when something major is going on with someone that has that two years experience allows for more flexibility but you still have two people that only have a few weeks training yes and and look let's be honest training is one thing and the best way to train for any position uh when when it is a hands-on position is to do it you learn by doing right that's very traditional but you do need to have a mentor or a guidance a guidance counselor for want of a better term yeah. Uh, to be with you at all times. And I, I love what Saucy Seawitch, Rhiannon's saying here, being a college dropout shouldn't be used to shame either. It's discouraging to others who have done that, and it makes people feel like they can't go back. And I completely agree with that too. Again, I'm not shaming Doug for dropping out of college, but I get mad when people say he's a high school dropout. No, he isn't. Facts are important. Facts are, he dropped out of college. He was, look, he was going to be successful from a financial standpoint, no matter what, because he was born into wealth. So, you know, you're going to, your pathway is laid out for you. But for those of us who may have had to drop out of college or university for be it financial reasons, maybe a mental health reason, maybe a familial reason, something in the family has taken place, an illness, there are a million different reasons as to why somebody leaves. Maybe they get in there and discover this wasn't for me and they can't change course. So they have to go away and then maybe they can come back. There's a million reasons to quit. Maybe your lifelong dream of being, say, a marine biologist turns out to be, wait a minute, I don't like this at all. I have colleagues that I work with that do not work within what they studied at all. They they don't do what they studied for. And yeah, exactly. You too. They don't do what they studied for because what Mm -hmm. they studied for realized, I do not want to do this for the rest of my life. This bores the hell out of me. And most of my colleagues with Mm -hmm. post-secondary education degrees, graduate degrees, master's, uh, have said that none of them work in their field. None of them work in their field because their field, they found out this is not what I want to do. So there are a million reasons why people leave and we should not shame them for it. Yeah. I ended up working in my field, but the first thing that I studied was not my field and I had a four year scholarship and I hated it and I left. I just, there you go. Well, yeah. And look, that was covered, but it was like, I, I can't do this. Nope. I was like, I was two months in and it was like, no, no, this is not at all what I thought it was going to be. Well, then this is the other thing. We don't know what it's going to be until we get into it. And then we discover, whoa, hey, whoa, hold on a second now. This is not what I thought it was at all. And I've had that with yep. courses I've taken. They tell you about the course and I sit down to take the course and I'm like, okay, this is great and all what you're teaching, but A, without getting into the nitty gritty, I'm not actually allowed to do that in my job. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I'm not like, I'm legally not allowed to do what you're suggesting. Yeah. So uh, this course is a waste of time for me. Right. Right. Indeed. Even though it is education, it's like, I cannot use, I can't use this in my life in any way, shape or form, you know? So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, Mr. Grizzly, um, I can't send you anything from 
from where you are, uh, would you bring up this Twitter feed? Sure. Just give me a second here. And put it up. Yeah, hang on. Just put up what their, their profile is. Oh, and while you're doing that, uh, the kits are there. Uh, I'm seeing that I'm not the only one that is not feeling well. Uh, some of the kits have little ones that are not at their best. So I'm sending some healing energy their way. And it is seems this what that, you're referring uh, to, good sir? This right here? Yes. Um, look at the, the description. Something is no longer there. The official CBC Twitter bringing you the best of Canada. Huh. Hmm. What's not there? It doesn't say government funded, funded anymore. Me, yeah. I wonder why that is. Yeah, about two days after Daddy Lonnie put it up, it was taken down. wonder why that was. Very, very quietly, take it down. No fanfare, no, no oh, commentary. After the love has gone. <laughs> oh, I wonder what happened. Did Daddy Lonnie and Peepy have a falling out? Did Peepy realize it was an inclined campaign donation worth like tens of thousands of dollars? I also wonder. And maybe backtracked? I wonder if uh, Anonymous dropped the dime on PP to uh, to Elon to say, you might want to distance yourself. Mm. I'm just asking questions. Mm. Very interesting question. I think so. Skeletons are coming out. Well, and as David David Wallace was has you know recently mentioned, PP's about to find out. He's about uh, to find out. I'm loving all this. the dirt you know there. I know what the best part is, right? No, but next election is into what 2025. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got like 18 it, it, months. It could, be, it could be 18 months of a slow drip, 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 drip. And then the floodgates open. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I'm uh, such wait, a happy I, beaver. I, this just in? This just in? Video of Pierre Polliver's campaign and what's happening to it. Oh, 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 oh. And it looks like he's about to take out the PPC at the same time. And he did. Oh, no. He took them both out. Yeah, there we go. There's a graphical representation oh, no. of what Pierre Polliver is, is happening to him, his life, his political future. Who knows? Yeah, like Sassy says, Pierre Dunn fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had a lot of caffeine it. this morning. Can you tell me? Yes. I'm very wound up today. I can. I, I can. Yeah, you, you, you've got you've got springs. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> and uh, like I said, run with it. Run with it. Because when it happens, you don't know. So let's see. Uh, did I see Pink's reply to Stu Peter's comment? No, I have not seen it. Um, I've been looking for it and I haven't seen it yet. If you have that, Ellen, please uh, DM it to me and I'll, I'll throw it up on the screen. Let me just see right. if I can. I'll put it in the, I'll look for it and see. Pink. Okay. I've got a couple of other things, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it, it appears that uh, May 6th will be the date of the big coronation uh, of, I guess, King Charles. Um, it, according to Angus Reid, uh, it seems about 60% of Canadians are not particularly keen on squaring an oath or putting him on the money or recognizing him as the head of the state. And about 41% said they don't care at all about the event. So, yeah. <laughs> I know we had a discussion uh, the other day about how complicated it would be to become a Republican, all the stuff that could happen with it in terms of, you know, when we reopen the Constitution that way, if we were to do it, and it just doesn't seem all that worth it. But it also seems that many people have just completely checked out. The love uh, for uh, Elizabeth has most definitely not transferred over. So there you go. Mm. That's according to Angus Reid. And uh, the big international news at the moment is what's going on in Sudan. Um, there are uh, two factions fighting each other at the moment. Um, and, uh, well, 
it's going pretty badly very quickly. There are at least 450 dead, at least 4,000 injured. Mm. There's about 1,700 Canadians in Sudan uh, that are registered with foreign affairs. Uh, there probably be more. According to Minister Jolie, uh, the staff at uh, Foreign Affairs have spoken with or to each and every one of them. Um Thousands of uh, people are fleeing. Uh, most aid groups have suspended activities, uh, which is only going to exacerbate the humanitarian crisis because that's uh, the part of Africa that's uh, been in a multi-year drought at the moment. Um, we've managed to get some of our uh, consular services staff out. Uh, every um, Now we've been helped uh, by the Germans who helped get 58 di- of our diplomats out. Diplomats out. It seems all countries are working together. Uh, Canadians have, a, I believe, a CF-17, I think it is, one of the heavy transport planes in Djibouti. And it seems that it might have been helping other nations get people out. Uh, it's, uh, apparently, a recent flight path sh- showed that it uh, flew from Djibouti into Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Germans have been helping us get out. It seems that we've been helping some Italians get out. Uh, but we're at at least uh, 11 days of violence uh, between the Sudanese army and uh, paramilitary groups. Group there, so it's a power battle between rival generals that are that's going on at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have a ceasefire that seems to be holding uh, in uh, certain areas, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of just uh, flared up, and uh, it, I mean, it's a region that's been having trouble, Sudan and the, the nation of South Sudan over the last uh, several years. Um, and in Sudan, things have been flaring up and abating. And But this was a particularly big flare-up, I mean, if people are feeling that they have to flee. Um, it seems that getting people out is a little more complicated just because of the geography and the other nations. But, uh, uh, for example, uh, Saudi Arabia has been helping us as well. Um there are other people that uh, got out uh, by a convoy that traveled over the hundreds of kilometers uh, through land, and they were uh, ferried out of the South Arabian naval sh- uh, on a South Arabian naval ship uh, out of the port city of Jeddah. So um, everybody seems to be working uh, together, and uh, we hope that uh, the ceasefire can uh, hold and uh, can try to get back to some semblance of calm, so mm-hmm. at least people can still get fed because there's. Uh, Starvation is a is a real a real probability there. I have uh, I have the uh, uh, reply from from uh, All right. Pink to Stu Peters. It's 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 really tame too, like seriously tame by by Pink's standards. She really could have went for his throat, and she was a little bit more polite and just said, "Oh, Stewie, 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 you've got too much free time, clown." <laughs> she was very kind to him. It was very because kind. that's who she is, right? But oh boy, yes, <laughs> he's done stepped in it. <laughs> Kill him with kindness. Kill him oh, with kindness. Indeed, this I did not know this. Uh, so oh, Sudan you didn't know this? Became a country. No, no. Uh, South Sudan became a country in 2011. Yes, youngest country in the world at present. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Well, yep. Got a lot of it, issues it basically got its uh, independence as a country, and then. Basically, war started the next day almost, mm. unfortunately. Ah, oh, man. So, yeah, we hope that uh, we hope for better things there. We hope for better things there. I just, I see a tweet from Michelle Ferrari. Ferrari? Is it? Yeah, I guess that's how it's pronounced, right? She's uh, a member of parliament. She's the one that keeps on getting uh, pictures in her bath of. Yeah, that's yeah from the bathtub from Peterborough. Yeah, yeah, Uh, Peterborough, Kent. And uh, here's her tweet: Conservatives are the only ones fighting for equal access to quality, affordable childcare for all Canadian families. Okay, that's just a blatant Uh, lie. That's a lie. They voted against ten dollar daycare. (laughs) It's a complete bullshit lie. They want you to have a tiny little tax credit that'll cover like like four hundred dollars a year or something like that. But they want everybody to have it. Yes, so the people who can afford the expensive childcare should have it too. No, no, no. That's t- giving a tax break to even to somebody who doesn't have much money. Four hundred bucks a year is not as good as ten dollar a day daycare, right? Because that four hundred dollars is not going to go far, right? It's not even going to cover a month worth of childcare. But that's the point, right? Right, because at ten bucks a day, what? that's that's what uh, twenty days. That's two hundred a month on average. Yep. What a way to make a national program useless then. 
Just right? a blatant, bald face, in your face lie. Lie. She needs to be called out for that because it's bullshit. Well, I mean, you know, she does have a habit of that, right? Oh, yeah. Her Drunk in her bathtub, sipping on Mark's wine. There you go. $400 doesn't cover a week for most places. Mm-hmm. And that's true, you know. Yes. Most, I, know I, my, I think my sister and brother-in-law, when they had uh, ex well, brother-in-law, yeah, they, they had three kids in childcare at one point. That was hmm. like more than I earn in a month is what they were spending <laughs> on daycare. Uh, yeah. That's a lot of money. And it was still cheaper for them mm-hmm. to do that than to say, have one of them stay home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Then they had a nanny to help once the kids were out of childcare. So, uh, you know, in the uh, live-in nanny and that's expensive. So it's just complicated, right. man. I, I don't have a solution. I just have a million questions. And all I want to do is uh, drink my coffee and get to work. We got to wrap. <laughs> oh, we got to wrap. All right. Uh, the last thing I was going to mention is I don't know if anybody from uh, the liberal government was listening to our show, but there has been a decided change in tone in the manner in which uh, Mona Forte has been speaking about public servants oh, yesterday. Really? Yes. Now, yes. Now, when they are talking about uh, the negotiations, uh, there those little snide little comments that are slid in seem to have disappeared, and it seems to be a little more collegial. Just, I just noticed that my ears sort of. She was speaking yesterday. So, okay, they didn't permanently take her off the file because she's still commenting. Because that's what I thought maybe had happened since Miss Freeland had. You know, come in to, to bat clean up a little bit. But no, she's still making the comments and she's still there. So she hasn't been taken off the file. But yes, the little snide little comments have uh, magically disappeared. Mm. So let's see what happens there. Maybe somebody somewhere <laughs> paid attention. Who knows? Well, who knows? But the, the liberal government really doesn't want to invoke any back to work legislation. So taking the usual tack of keeping on uh, portraying the other side as not willing one to show up or not willing to do the hard work. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to work for you in that case. Well, and, and let's get back to, uh, we really do have to wrap. I'm pushing it a bit here, but you made the comment on James's show the other night before I joined about, about how the childcare benefit is already, already being reflected in, um, women going back to work. What did we were at? What was it prior to the program? Uh, 67.5 or something. And now we're at now 89. It's over 80%. Yeah. 87 87 yeah. yeah so i mean it, it's paying off already oh yeah absolutely two years like crazy crazy within two years that's all it took yeah women uh, participation uh, in the labor force uh yeah just up by that much already wild wild yeah yeah exactly i mean it's probably a, a third increase yeah. from what it was before it started so think about that it puts back more into the economy than it ever takes yep. out and they prove that in quebec yep. and it's like all the numbers are there to prove it and back it up and they've been doing it for 25 years. Yeah. And for any, whatever proportion of that is single parents, mm-hmm. uh, that's the, that's those kids being so much more better off. Well, imagine that along with the fact that if it's a single parent, the kid is now, the child is now, kid, that's, that's a baby goat. The child is now taken care of <laughs> uh, on a yes. daily basis. And and the parent, single parent or otherwise, no longer has to, to sweat, how am I going to pay for it this month? Because it's now yeah, and all the additional now it's 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 a budget it's a budget item it's two hundred dollars a month, right? And all the additional money that used to go to daycare is now money that can be spent on the child. That's right. That's right. Wow! Fancy that. Imagine that. <laughs> oh, and guess that, that money being spent on the child. Where does that go? Right back into the into economy. the local economy. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Let's wrap. All right, I'm, kids. I'm going to be late. <laughs> that's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver. We hope you enjoy this. I'm going to speed through this to help you. So uh, we hope that you, you love listening to this because we enjoyed making this for you. If you love to listen to us, uh, please go to any Beaver Grizzly platform uh, and to tell your friends about us because we love your word of mouth. Because democracy is something that you do. Grab a pen. Grab a paper. Write to the people that need to hear your voice. Let them know that you are upset. Let them know that you demand better. Uh, if you want to write to us, our Facebook is the True North Eager Beaver. Our Twitter is at True Eager, and our email is True North Eager Beaver at gmail.com. If you want to support us, our coffee page, ko-fi.com slash eager beaver, all in one word, lowercase letters. Please be generous, especially if you are on Apple Podcasts and giving us stars and reviews. We really love it.
Thank you very much. We appreciate everything. And thank you for the gift of your attention as always. From the Ottawa Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver saying, it can be a tough world out there, dear kids. So please be kind to and gentle with yourselves. And uh, Mohan and uh, Kitsadeka, please say hello to Mateo. I see that he uh, commanded uh, <laughs> the station today. So you're listening on your phones. Uh, please say hello to Kit Mateo for us. Mr. Grizzly, words of please. You know what? I'm drawing a complete blank today. I literally am drawing you know a complete blank. Is... Is... What's that? That oh, sigh is a good word of wisdom. It's a sigh of relief. <laughs> oh, and I can a... tell you that. It is a and uh, just to give our, our kids an update, our, our old pal Jake did say yes for Friday. So there you go. All right. I'll reach out to you later. We've we exchanged uh, we exchanged digits last night, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll be in touch with them. All right. We'll All right, kids. We'll, Have we'll a good day. See you later. Bye. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum. And The Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. your um, emotional support bear i'm with the boss I'm, apparently i'm going for my performance report later okay i <laughs> I, I saw a thing from brent terhune he's a comedian stand-up comedian he is a caricature of a, an extreme right-wing conservative and he always has an emotional support beer Ooh. you have an emotional support bear I'd been. like an emotional support beer. I have two emotional support bears. <laughs> true. This is true. See ya. See ya. Bye, Mateo. Have fun. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at averyrich.com.